We're back, back in town and business too. Hey, mouse head, weeds, and business and back. I'm mouse. I'm the old. Boring broad in San Diego with the hey, husband no. and kids. Just kidding. I'm vivacious and wonderful with no jowls. How about you? Hey, she's got no jowls. She's a real chipper. Chip, <laughs> chip, chipper. Uh, I am a... I am great. <laughs> I love not... your self-descriptions. No, yeah. You're the hot Hollywood chick. You just wrapped Thank the rookie. You. She's Thank done with you. Her, her hit ABC show, and she's on an official hiatus. It's my show. My show. <laughs> Are I'm you? on a hiatus. Is yeah. this a real hiatus? Are you done? Like, like For me, what's, yeah. What's Everyone's the haps? A... The haps is we have wrapped episode 20, so we just shot it, and most of the company is, well, we're no longer in production, mm-hmm. so we wrapped production. So that means some people stay behind and do paperwork, and now they do the post-production, the editing, mm. and the after effects, or whatever. <laughs> so what's the current episode out, if we were to flip on ABC and watch it? When is it I on? I didn't know. Oh, yep, you're going to ask me the hard questions, are you? <laughs> Sorry. Tuesday night at 8 on okay. ABC. I don't know if that's right, though. Okay. I'll look it up as All we right. talk. All right. The hit show, The Rookie, with Nathan Fillion who starred in Firefly and also Castle. Castle. That's what people like him for. He so, was also in some kids' show I just saw recently, and I was surprised really? to see him. Yeah, I forget which one. Oh, oh it was uh, the um, stupid Jason and the Argonauts. No, the other one, where they're doing... Ah, forget it. Tuesday you know. at 10 p.m. Okay, Yay! Yeah, it's the old remake of the old stories of, like, Zeus and shit like that. Whatever. He was in that. Really? Um, What does that mean, then, for you? Do you know that ABC stands for American Broadcasting Company? I did. I knew that. Alpha, (laughs) Beta, Charlie. Yeah. And that now they're pumping up. I remember when we were talking about how the rookie posters were everywhere, New Amsterdam posters were everywhere, and now they're pumping up this uh, whiskey. Oh, uh, No, it's yeah, whiskey cavalier. Whiskey cavalier. Yeah. That's the next one. Do you see those everywhere? Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're even down there, really, in San Diego. No, no. I was listening to a podcast where they drive around. My Ugh, one of my everywhere. favorite podcasts. Can I just do a nice little shout out yeah. to Do You Need a Ride? I love them. Karen Kilgariff and uh, Chris Fairbanks. It's like the best. They drive around Burbank and your area and just notice things and they're great anyway Aww, same kind fun. of podcast um, what is the thing who are we going to see when you come up here in april we are going to see emma wilman comedian from new york city she's originally from maine and she has a few gigs of um she's on the secret keepers club and she is also on um the taylor strucker show as well as Inside the Closet. Those are three different podcasts, and she's great. She's um, a very cool comedian, and I just, I, I've bonded over the airwaves with her. She's cool. And Aww, so we're going to see good. her. She's going to be at Flappers in 
I think April 5th and 6th, whatever that Friday and Saturday are, in Burbank. Huh. So I'm coming up to see you. I hope this you're ready. so exciting. We're going to hang I love out. It. It's going to be great. You ready? Great. I'm ready. Hello? God Hello? damn it. Did I lose you? Are you no. there? No. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I sang you a whole song and everything. I heard it. All right, I good, good. I was there. Good. Just so, you can hear me. How do you feel being on a break? This is huge for you. We've been complaining about work for so long. So does it feel weird? I mean, we're only on Sunday, so. Yeah, it doesn't feel real yet. You yeah. know how you, I mean, it's such a big, intense thing to do a production and then all of a sudden you stop. Right. So what I want to do differently this time is not go into just veg mode because there's a tendency to just go, oh. Like, at first, you kind of go, what do I do? Ooh. I'm used to waking up at 5 in the morning. Right. I'm still waking up at 3 a.m. to mm. be ready to be on set for some reason. See, that's just I'm going wrong. to bed at, like, 8 o'clock, and then I wake up at 3 in the morning. So now I have to train my body to be on normal hours again. And uh, mm -hmm. But also, you go from having a super intense gig to nothing. Right. And there's a tendency, it's like how teachers say, I've got the whole summer off. I'm going to write a novel. And yeah. then you just end up doing nothing. Right. Because you're like, oh, you just putzing around the house. and Right. Looking at Facebook but, or whatever. Yeah. Mm. If you had self-structure, maybe you really could be more productive. Mm -hmm. So I would like to figure out some creative project that I will do for one of my own projects on this break. Nice. And... Yeah, or something like that, or just really do, so, yeah, I'd like to kind of try to shift out of this career a bit, so, and into more of a creative thing. Ooh, so what would it be? Writing? Music? Uh, yeah, I mean, I keep doing all those therapy, INFP, Myers-Briggs stuff, mm. and... Which my friend just debunked the whole thing. He goes, all that Myers-Briggs stuff is bullshit. What? It was based on... I said, yeah, but it's based on Carl Jung. And they, he goes, yeah, but you have to read. I'm going to send you a link. It's all horseshit. They made it up with, like, no scientific data. And oh. I go, yeah, but what if it was a self-create? Because I really I haven't researched it that much. I just did it. I'm like, fine, tell me. What am I? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so even Carl Jung, they said, well, this is one person's opinion. Okay. It's like Carl Jung was, he was a student of Freud and mm -hmm. Basically, Freud was a lunatic, and everything, <laughs> a lot of what he said is completely ridiculous. Like, really? He's coked up, and and he he would say that women's, like, what they call PMS now, mm -hmm. they used to call it hysteria, and hysteria. they would lock people up, and yeah. he would go, oh, it's from having a wandering uterus. Your uterus wanders around the female body, and sometimes it'll get stuck in your knee, and sometimes... What? And that would create hysteria. I heard that, uterus. but I didn't know your knee. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. I remember reading that. It's This is vague information from something I read. But, wow. uh, yeah, it's... So, anyway, and then apparently he... he uh, whatever. Who cares? It's one person's opinion. But, um, I mean, not well, who cares flippantly, but, but the, you can't... The Carl Jung, INFP, whatever. What is it? Myers-Briggs Myers-Briggs was a... They were created it off of Carl Jung, and then they... You know, they started yeah. to shape. Well, it feels it's, kind of like real and it makes sense when you read it. But then again, I yeah. guess horoscopes and fortune cookies do too. So I don't know. Maybe it's interesting. I felt it, it seemed more specialized, but I don't know. So did, like, they, well, 
sorry, did they tell you what kind of career you should go into and projects you should yeah. do? Or? Like I did all these extensive tests with my therapist who was trained in it. She recently got trained in it, so she's excited about it too. Because mm-hmm. I told her, I go, I've, I'm at this age, you know, which is very young. But it's kind of, I'm just kidding. But, uh, you know, I've always been like, I don't know, do I, do you, I just wish I knew what it was. Like, my ex knew that it was guitar, and he started playing when he was 14, and mm-hmm. he just did that all the time, day and night, and it was that one thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. I did, went into acting, and then was interested in writing, and it's always been, the stuff I love is always in the arts, but... It wasn't one thing. And I've been tortured about what is that one thing. And I finally have given up. I don't know if I know what that is. It's podcasting. Yes. (laughs) What about you? Did you know your one career you wanted? No. And I don't believe in that. I think that we are all... Evolving. Jacks. Yeah. Like, what's the word? The Jill of one trade. Jack of trades. Yeah. Yeah. Jack of many trades. Jill of many trades. You are all in the arts. It's very creative. It could be writing one day and filming another day in photography, poetry. Like, it's all kind of one thing. The problem is that you have to make flipping money at it. So what's what's a good like way to do it? And I think you're doing it pretty well. It's just that your job to make your nine to five paycheck and pay the rent is super taxing. So that part sucks. If you could cut that back and do more writing and get paid to write or something like that or act I mean god I would love to see you on a stage I think you're hilarious and if you could hone that into some sort of either stand up or acting I don't know if I'm an on stage person though it was so I could do it but it took a lot to push myself that's why I don't think I stuck with acting I was I was just it's not you know how some people just they go out there and they shine and they love it and they're the star of all the parties and I'm kind of hang backy and I could yeah. jump out for a little bit, and then I kind of like to come back. And but don't you think that's most comedians? Like they can turn it on. But I don't know on. if I'm a comedian. You're more of a comedian than I am. I mean, oh I just my talk god! Smack. Please. Oh, I don't want to do this right now because this yeah, is qualifying, no. and I don't. But I just love no, you, and I think you're wonderful. I do too, but. I think you've got that presence and you may have a finite amount of time you can do it. But when you get up on a stage, you can turn it on. And you've got all the skills. So whatever I love ends doing up improv. Being, I kind of wish and I always yeah. knew this, but I wish I stuck with like Upright Citizens Brigade and all. And I knew that that was going to blow up the way that it did. Yeah. You know, I could feel that it was going that direction when I saw it in New York years ago in like 98. It was Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and Horatio Sands and it was brand new and they would just come over from SNL and people would just jump up on stage. Not really, but they were less famous at the time and mm-hmm. I could tell I'm like, this thing is wild. And they had that show, Upright Citizens Brigade on the... Anyway, it became a thing and now it's so big that it's hard. I took some classes at the LA part. Mm-hmm. And it's just super fun. The The challenge of getting out of your own head when you go up on stage and you have to riff with someone, you really have to be in the moment. And that was such a challenge. And you know how some people are like, to get out of your head, I need to rock climb or I need to go swimming. Mm-hmm. Like that was for me the epitome of forcing yourself out of the challenge of getting yourself not to think. And that's their whole slogan mm-hmm. is don't think. 
Because you can't. Once you try to think, you kind of kill it. Yeah. And this is why you're always throwing this random, like, improv shit at me. And I go, bah! But that's what you love. Okay. Let's do one. Oh, God. Don't do this (laughs) to me. This is torture. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (sighs) Anyway. But I, I think that about you. You're super fun on stage and... You can actually hold mm-hmm. it together for a long time. I think it takes sometimes a couple drinks to get you <laughs> up there. But once certain... you're there, you're great. Well, to get over it. Well, yeah. And you've got the training, though, and the natural ability. You've always been this way as a kid. I'm I'm more shy. That's my natural I think spot, this is so. all horseshit. I think secretly you're really? not that shy. And I think secretly I'm not that shy. But then it's a good wall of excuses to be like, I'm kind of insecure. I'm kind of. I don't know. I think if we ripped off the fear layer, if you had mm-hmm. a part of your brain which they could turn off in rats, did you know this? It's mm. called Ativan, by the way, in my brain. You turn <laughs> off the... Please reference prior episode. Yeah. But uh, if you turn, like, they could block that fear part of your brain, and then the rats would just be, like, hanging out in the cage, doing whatever... Uh, Hanging purses off their dicks. And <laughs> <laughs> tiny, tiny mice dicks and purses. But, uh, yeah. Prior I mean, episode. Isn't that what alcohol does? It kind of removes the... Sure. Yeah. It takes away that, way. that wall. Right. Your barriers are down. You're loose and free. and Yeah. So imagine that. If you could do that, mm-hmm. flip a switch and then be without the boozy ding-dong part, you're just like... And be yeah. able to do it without drugs and alcohol, too. To stand up on a stage yeah. and be like, okay, here I go. And, yeah, that's cool. I, Have you had that experience, though, where you could jump up and do it? Mm, not so much. I mean, I don't know. I'm just in such a different traditional life. I mean, dude, I, you know. You do it with a garden. You've had to go up and speak. Was that nerve-wracking? Yeah. You know, mine is all about if I feel comfortable with the subject matter, then I'm fine. I can get up there and riff, and I'm fine. But even then, (laughs) this is so embarrassing. I had to do a garden talk. I got paid to be a guest lecturer at this um, garden club, and it was just all, you know, 50-plus retirees in the community. But they're all expert gardeners, and I'm like, you know younger and I haven't been gardening that long and I had to like talk about all this expert school garden stuff and I got nervous and my little Aww. voice was shaking and I'm Aww. like looking around the room and all these old people going why do I why am I worried about this I shouldn't yeah. be worried about this but it's whenever I feel insecure if I don't know my subject matter yeah. backwards and forwards 100% I look out in the room and I feel like other people are experts and yeah. I'm not that's when I get nervous. That's how I was in science. Anytime I'm on stage singing, right? The karaoke thing we've talked about. Yeah. But, but then in college, I was a sexual, <laughs> sexual, sexual health advocate. I used to go around from class to class and tell kids how to put condoms on. Wow. I was the banana condom lady. Oh. <laughs> I would walk around. And teach kids about the sponge and the pill and all this wow. stuff. And I knew it backwards and forwards because I just was in that world and that was comfortable to me. So then I was yeah. fine. Then I could talk to a group of 200 kids and not even worry about it. So I know. It feels yeah. like when I was interning at JPL, Jet Propulsive Laboratories in Pasadena, and I was doing that. You interned there? 
Yeah, I was doing the astrophysics what? program, but I was training with these two scientists who were working on the nuclear fission. Shut it was this up. no, it was the derivative bomb of when they were doing the A bomb originally, but it was called the B scene. And it was yeah, it was like it was supposed to be funny, like the B dash C N, but it was called the B scene because it was the bomb that would be seen now by more people like the world. And they wanted to use it as a potential like nuclear fission and a bomb <laughs> derivative experiment to show North Korea when they were worried about North Korea. So I was just the junior scientist, but I was also, you know, training to be a part of that program. But then I don't know, it fizzled out. Fission, <laughs> fission fusion. Fizzle. I love you. That, okay. I now that no I want to tell you something to bring it back to improv. I was always afraid to do that exercise. It's called being an expert. And I would never do it because mm -hmm. I was scared where you have to pretend to be an expert at something. I just oh. failed miserably because that was really stupid. But I pretended to be an expert. That didn't You're happen. Very good. I didn't you train a TPL. Me. Did I? You just did it. I think that's I just cut, I kept cutting you up. That's all I did. <laughs> no, that's awesome, though. I love it. Okay, now you try to it. be an expert at something else and just try to own it real fast. Just anything. Uh, can we make it like clothing designer at uh, a fancy clothing store? Go. Uh, well, you know, when you look at a lapel of a uh, trench coat, let's mm -hmm. say, it needs to be at a 90 degree angle because the trend in these days has been a 90 degree angle. Yeah. So if you look back in the 30s and 40s, it almost mimicked that decade with the yeah. 30 to 45 degree angle. So... Um, that's really the telltale sign that you're not getting the right uh, lapel look, mm -hmm. which is a true giveaway of whether it's vintage or contemporary. So, oh, interesting. You know, um, and the stitching, too. It needs to be yeah. double stitched, never single. And uh -huh. um, and then you're on trend. Then, then what does the double fine. stitch do? Um, it's just significant of the Dressonian era of... Um, no of tailoring you know oh. as everybody knows that was you know kind of in that same era of, of post-war um of you know clothing wear so like minimalist post-war yeah mm, yeah okay and you know so you know it's very very typical to uh pick up a wall street journal and um and and see that these days yeah. so that's amazing so yeah yeah thank you for joining that's, us that's where we lie <laughs> Francesca Scott, the famous fashion designer. Oh my designer. god, my armpits and my forehead are sweating. <laughs> like fucking, I'm looking at this trench coat that I have hanging here, and I'm honestly, I'm gonna take off my shirt real quick. Hold the on, hold on, I'm taking coat. off my shirt. She is oh. in a closet. She set up a recording I, I'm studio. I'm such a, a fraud. Oh, I love um, that you get sweaty when you oh. lie. You would be a terrible sociopath. <laughs> Hook me up to any yeah lie detector test and I hey, fail miserably. Oh, it's awful. Speaking yeah. of which, um, yes. how was your colonoscopy? Why is that connected? Maybe it sounded like sociopathy. Uh, all right, uh, colonoscopy. Uh, what is it like? I have never gotten one. I don't want anyone doing it. I know you have to at some point. Is this the time to do it? Is it like the thing to do well, or? I think, mm, I think around 50 is when they, they, uh, they recommend it. But in my case, mine is a genetic thing because Grandma Carter, God rest her soul, 
had colitis. And so about, I don't know, how many years ago? Five years ago or something? I started getting like rumbly tummies and bubbly stuff going on. And I don't know if it was the food or what was going on. And I finally got diagnosed that I have colitis, but it's not even bad. It's proctitis. So it's at the very end of my rear end. <laughs> it's just like the little, <laughs> the anus, as Ooh. you will. Um, That's where it's a little sprays from. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It's just a little inflamed. It's a little bit like I have little ulcers, call them little canker sores right inside. And it's like my body is just for whatever reason, when I hit, I think it was when I hit 40, my my genes turned on for this, this colitis thing. And my body starts to kind of make little ulcers. And there are certain drugs that you can take. And we figured it out pretty quickly. And so I just pop these pills every night and then it kind of calms it down. It's no big deal. Well, every once in a while it flares up, but it's fine. Most of the time it's just fine. So I have my little schedule and everything's great. But when it was bad, it was really bad. Like I had to be near bathrooms and I had to know like, Ooh, okay, I've only got a couple hours. I have to go from Aww. here to there. Yeah, GI stuff is the pits. I mean, it's a whole area of medicine that... Needs a lot more discovery. My friend has Crohn's disease, and he didn't know that for years. And yeah, same... yeah, it's very similar to Crohn's, except mine isn't dietary. I can't control it with food. And God, yeah, but Crohn's is—it's a tough gig. So anyway, um, but they just have to periodically check and make sure things are cool and under control in there. So they have to stick a little scope up my rear end, and that's called a colonoscopy, friends. Everybody needs one at some point. Well, and I think colon cancer is a big thing, and so people need to get the. But you said you actually enjoyed it. I frigging love it. (laughs) I love it. But it's not the pokey part. (laughs) I mean, I probably would love that too if I felt it and were awake for it. But I'm just telling you, after being. After being the mom of three kids for 15 years or, well, 13, what are they? 13, 12, and 8 now. Um, it's a freaking great nap. It's a break. I get a whole day to myself. I love it. People drive me around. I don't have to do anything. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's like a day at the spa. So do you Get want the whole play-by-play? Twilight. What? Oh, yeah. Do you want to hear how it goes? Like what what goes down in sure. a colonoscopy? Should we do this? Uh, colonoscopy talk. Hey, colonoscopy talk. Poopoo talk. Poopoo talk. <laughs> it's not poopoo. Okay. It's just the hole. Okay. Um. So all right. So you go to the little surgery center. Oh oh. Rewind. You need to prep the night before. They send you, or they give you, you pick it up, a colon prep kit, which is kind of like a big sort of enema thing, I think. But it's the stuff you drink. So you start the night before, you pour this powder into some water, and you slam it. So if you've been to college, if you've been to parties, you know how to slam a beer. It's a beer bong. Yeah. It's the same thing. So you get a big cup of shitty tasting stuff, and you just slam it. If you can mix it with, like, cold water, great tastes a little bit better but not really and then you get a chaser you get another drink of something next to you so it's just like college so you slam this drink you take your chaser 
and then you sit and wait. You quick read goodnight books to your kids, and then you sit by the toilet, which is what I did. And I got my laptop ready. Or to your cat for people who don't have kids, continue. Right. And I got Netflix ready on my laptop or my phone or whatever, and then all of a sudden, gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. And then you sit, and everything comes out. Woo! And then you go to sleep. Yeah, it's great. Was it great? Is that a real refreshing part? Kind of, I mean, kind of. Just, you know, like all... I'm you, always stopped up. I would love for everything right? to flow down I've got like a, a big juicy brown. <laughs> Remember the, like, Augustus Gloop, save some room for later <laughs> when he gets stuck in the pipe? It's the Willy Wonka chocolate river. It's the Willy... I love, I see that chocolate river and I just dream... <laughs> <laughs> you still want Augustus shooting out Save some toilet. for later. Help me, I'm starving. Help. Okay, go ahead. Help. <laughs> My kids even do that impression. Help. Um, I have Sorry, an extra kit for you because they accidentally oh, prescribed me too. Well, so I can clear you out in 24 hours. Maybe we hours. could do that before the show. Ooh, it's a Ooh. party. Uh-huh. We this party with the Colin Clint's. No, Stick it's, it in. It's okay, kind of great. No, it really is. You feel light as a feather. You know everything's clean. Like, seriously, you sit down on the potty and it's like water comes out. And it's kind of weird. Ooh. You go, did I just pee or poop? Like, I don't know what hole wow. that came out of. It's just water. So you go into the procedure and you, what did I do? I just took off everything from the waist down. I put on a little gown and I sat in a room and they finally put in an IV and they wheeled me back into the, um, into the room and I laid down on this, on this table and I laid sideways and they turned on the IV and they just said, good night. And I just went to sleep. It was great. And I woke up and Dave, I have flashes of Dave helping me put on my shoes put on my sweatpants they tell you to wear real loose clothing so I had real easy to put on clothes and um he and then all of a sudden I was like I had a flash of the wheelchair and the guy pushing me in the car and I have a flash of sitting in the car and putting up my seatbelt and then a flash of laying my seat back and then all of a sudden I was walking the front door and that's when my little housekeeper saw me and started crying and was hugging me (laughs) Dave was like she's fine we're just gonna go to sleep and he put me in bed, and then he went back to work. And I just slept. And then 2 o'clock, he came and he picked up all the kids. And everybody waited on me. It was great. It was great. And I finally kind of popped out of my grogginess around 3 but o'clock. But this is a o'clock. sign that you need to be taken care of more. Like, God. you need more downtime. Damn it. It was <laughs> awesome. It was freaking awesome. This is crazy, though. That's crazy <sighs> that you would want to be put under general anesthesia and... It wasn't general. Probed. It's it's called Twilight. So it's, it's Twilight, prof- right? Profanol, profanol, whatever. And um, it's retrograde amnesia that occurs. So it's crazy because they put you under the stuff, but you're still controllable. So that I guess doctors and surgeons like it because they can still tell the patient what they want them to do. And the patient can react and communicate and do what they ask. But, I mean, it's like being date raped. I mean, it's really being roofied. It feels like what just happened. And then the reports. So the next day, I'm like, Dave, so what did the doctor tell you? He's like, oh, don't you remember? He said this, that, this. I'm like, I don't remember anything. He goes, oh, well, do you remember the juice and crackers they gave you in the recovery room when I was putting your shoes on? I'm like, 
nope don't remember that he's like what wow. you don't remember you were talking like so normal i'm like nope don't remember anything wow. and then he's like do you remember me the doctor or the nurse wheeling you to the car in the wheelchair and that's when you started talking about how hungry you were i'm like Mm-mm, don't remember anything <laughs> and i guess the whole trip in the wheelchair to the car i was negotiating for in and out burgers really <laughs> i'm like are you there yeah. Oh, God damn it. Am I telling a story to nobody? I'm here. I was here the whole oh, time. Sorry. Okay. It's a stupid hit. God, I hate that. Sorry. How, many, how long have I been talking? Oh. <laughs> no, uh, I was I was negotiating for burgers, and I haven't eaten burgers in so long. Like, really? I'm kind of vegetarian now, but apparently I was like, Dave, you got to take me to In-N-Out Burger. I'm so hungry. Just a burger and fries. That's all I want. And he's like, no, no. They said you can't have fat. You can't have meat. I'm like, no, but in and out it's really healthy. Oh, my gosh. Look at you, little and, trickster. And I guess I was going on and on. And then I was also, like, obsessed about who was picking the kids up from school. So I guess I said it, like, six times. Like, okay, you, you're going to pick her up. Aww. Her friend's coming over for a play date. You've got both of them, right? You're going to pick her up. You're going to pick her up. Like, I was that's obsessed, like, mom. making sure. He wouldn't forget to pick up the kids. And that's all I talked about were burgers and kids. So oh, that's what she That's really, where my heart that's is. That's she likes. <laughs> wow. But yeah, it was freaking great. And everything came out fine. They did a couple little biopsies of a couple areas to make sure everything was cool. And it is. And oh, my god. Yeah, and I'm on extra drugs. I guess I'm a little inflamed at the end. So I have to put extra juice up there. And I have these little squirty things. It's so sexy. Let me just tell you. That is. Do you remember? Did we ever tell the story about you when you were under like that in the dentist office? Mm Mm-mm. Yeah. You tell that because, again, I was was put under. I don't remember. Well, all I remember, I'll tell it from my perspective. And I came in to pick you up. You had me. You were doing a bone graft thing where they, it was more of a. Yeah. Orthopedic surgeon. I was born without a certain tooth. So when my baby tooth finally fell out, they had to graft bone from my lower jaw to my upper jaw. So then they could later do a dental implant. So you picked me up for one of those surgeries. Yeah. So yeah, you had me drive your Jeep. And this is when we were living in La Jolla together. (laughs) And it must have been, I don't know, 10 years ago, something like that. Mm -hmm. But so I come to pick you up. And I walk in and I'm expecting, you know, I was like nervous because I was like, oh, I have to pick her up and we have to wheel her into the car. And and I was all nervous and I go in and the doors open and I see you, I guess you had wrapped your head up, like put it in a jaw thing. So you looked like uh, an old 1920s hospital patient (laughs) and you were wearing all white and you had your arms up. And we're going, Jacob Marley. Ooh. <laughs> and you were acting like you're from the Christmas Carol. Like Jacob Marley had that thing wrapped around his Holy jaw. my dead jaw going, together. Ooh. Link by link. <laughs> yard by yard. And then you were laughing. And I was like, oh, my God. She's nuts. It was the best thing in the world. I was cracking up. And you just had doctors. Like, they were kind of chuckling. But like, okay. All right. We're like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they that gave me an the ice best. pack and like had to tie it under my jaw. So, oh, that <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. You guys don't understand. She is freaking hilarious. <laughs> when you're drunk or you have, and you're always hilarious, but when you're especially on like second level, 
like crazy. You're just like start riffing. You're doing <laughs> you're doing bits immediately, just comedy bits. And these guys are laughing and. Oh, that was the best. I have my audience, like, all sequestered <laughs> under my control. Oh, I so, kill I at the dentist's office and the you, doctor's yeah. office. <laughs> yes, dentist's office. We got to get her under more often. It's her twilight. <laughs> it'll call Twilight Comedy Show. <laughs> Yay! I play to only really old I crowds play- and people without teeth. Go ahead. Yeah, go, go back to that garden thing and just start working them. <laughs> the old ladies at the garden place. Yes. Oh, yeah. if only I had some bits. Ugh, I should have reworked that give, speech. You know, we'll work on some bits. But um, anyway, colons done. Is that yes. done? Are we done with colons? Yeah, no. Congratulations. Best- Wait, you're you not it. even telling the best part of the tooth story. <laughs> I don't want to tell Girl, that part. Tell the rest of it. You've got to go full. Like... Oh, all right. So I was leaving myself out of this. Okay. So I load her up into her Jeep and it was a parking lot that had an armed gate that goes down. You had to pay for the parking. I really thought the thing was going to stay up a little longer because it just seemed like it stayed up longer with the car in front of me. I realized I forgot my wallet. I, I was very irresponsible back then. I'm very mature now and responsible. Back then, not so much. I didn't have an ID. I didn't have a wallet. You were... 10 sheets to the wind with the seat there were, I didn't know where your wallet was I don't think you had one it, there was no money so I go how will they ever know I'm not going to be back here again ever like they don't notice her she's wrapped like Jacob Marley I know. so I just Reciting decided Dickens and... yeah I'm like we'll just like take off we'll pretend so I jam right at the tail of the other car and I just jam out behind the other car but I think I wasn't used to your stick shift or something. Or they're just not designed for two cars, <laughs> right. probably. But the thing comes down on the top of your car or on the hood, and it just breaks off. And I just see this thing go, and hit the lawn. And I just booked it and just, and then you're like, went, huh? What? Huh? So the freaking then- arm of the ticket booth comes down on top of our yes. car, flies off. Flies off completely, around floop, 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 like a boomerang. Slow lands motion, on there. like a Schwarzenegger movie. I saw the guy in the rearview mirror run out, and I just took off. <laughs> I just took. I just put it into the fastest gear, and I just got out of there. Awful! I'm so ashamed of this. And my Terrible seat person. was like laid down, and I was like drooling out the window. But she was sort of like, uh, what? Kind of like, kind of picked up that maybe something was weird, but just like, huh, huh? <laughs> Couldn't really say anything. So we get home. I thought everything was fine, off the hook. Everything's good, and we're eating cereal the next day. <laughs> What do you remember? Because I don't remember exactly, but... Well, this is just it. Whenever you're under, you have flashes of memories. (laughs) I figured that would... (laughs) Unfortunately for you, the one flash of memory was (laughs) zooming through this ticket booth and the arm flying off and the ticket guy running after us. I do remember the whole scene. And so we're sitting there the next morning going, Julianne, did you freaking... And the the kicker... (sighs) Is that the surgery was done by my future father-in-law. Oh, I'm sorry. So that was his surgery center. I'm sorry. And you broke the arm off the ticket booth. Rosanto! <laughs> With my Jeep. 
And with her I'm Jeep, sure they probably all... all they did is probably just write down the license plate and said, "Isn't that the in-law girl?" Yeah, and then had to tell the guy. Oh, right. how embarrassing! But now, reference back I'm to sorry. the reference back to the love stories episode, and I think we were on a break. I think that was during one of our breakups. So when screw him. Did my surgery. I'm glad I ruined his good ticker thing. Then. <laughs> good, fuck him. Seriously, I'm. That was terrible. You were See? emotionally traumatized. Oh, you had to do something. So much trauma in You're my welcome. mouth and in my heart. I'm no longer sorry. <laughs> no lo siento. No lo siento. <laughs> See. Sorry, but that's oh, what you get. Anyway, so good. you're welcome. So moving on. Moral oh. of the story: friends, family. If you take drugs, do not drive. Do not recite Dickens, and uh, don't let your sister pick you up with her wallet. <laughs> Make sure she's got cash in the pocket. Oh, oh my god! I love you. Thank you for taking care of me. I love I, you too. I'm alive. You made it. That's the bottom line. If you can keep them we alive, did. you win. So I'm keep good. Keep them alive. That's, That's all your good. prize. Oh, we've had some times. I know. That's hey, all. what are we at minute wise? We're at 36. We can make this a shorty since we've had some longies. So um, we it's will. Good. Hope a special song. To, yeah, we'll pop in a song here. We hope you guys follow us on all our good social media. And you know what, Weens? We don't say huh. enough thank yous. To oh, all the people you. listening and all the fans and great people following and liking and all the good things. So let's thank write you. a song about all the people listening. That's what all we'll right. do. All right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you guys. We love you. We do thank this you. for us. We do it for you. And that's it. That's that's it. That's our audience. So we're But you're all great people and I've got some lovely friends in you. In the other podcast people, and then we got our family and everybody. It's such a cool community. I'm really, 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 really having fun meeting everybody online and um, listening to so many other podcasts and supporting each other. So I love it. Yay. Thank you, everybody. Hooray! If anyone does want to do a little extra support, too, we would appreciate any um, people going to coffee.com. Buy us a coffee. It's called KO-FI backslash mouse and weens you got to spell it out and then there you can pop in a little quick three dollars and that helps us pay for has anyone done that yeah yeah we've had a few yeah it's great oh really because i haven't seen any of that money interesting (laughs) (laughs) just kidding no i will um i'll buy you coffee when i see you in la when we go see emma wilman and have our fun weekend so Yay! Hooray! Hooray! We love you and thank you, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye! Bye! One, two, three, four, four six, five, seven, six, four. Seven, eight. We just really like you, all our fun, fun listeners. We do this for us, we do this for you, we keep away our blisters. On our fingers playing guitar, you the fans, you know who you are. Thank you, thank you, for rates and reviews and all the news, the likes, subscribes, and our Facebook group. Thank you, thank you. We just love the coffees, lots of hugs from Mouse and Weeks. Thank you. Thank you.